David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Elliot, I guess all your guests know is it's Christmas. She's wearing red and we're not. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> no. You no. got the beard going and mustache. I got the stomach, too. <laughs> Without the patty. And Santa brought us somebody off. Our guest has traveled the, the greatest distance to be in the studio today. Shannon Lersh, former lovable Miss Illinois USA 2008, has come all the way from China just You're to be it, here. Elliot. Right? You're worth it, Elliot. Oh, thanks. She's as beautiful as a China doll. <laughs> Much more beautiful than a China doll. And even more than the beauty is the person herself. So you're back in Chicago, just relaxing, doing nothing, right? Is there a such thing as vacation? I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> not in my life. No. Um, you know, you always got to keep busy and whatever comes my way, I'll try something new. If Chicago sparks my interest, I may stay here indefinitely, too. Okay. Well, tell our audience why you're normally over in Hong Kong and in China and all that good stuff. Well, for the past three seasons, um, I've actually been living in Hong Kong, working in China, and working on an NBA-sponsored reality show, dance reality show, to say the least. And uh, I was a host, choreographer, dancer, performer, and coach throughout the entire time, um, and working with all these new dancers, trying to find the best dancers over there in China. On my site today, ElliotHarris.com, I wrote that you were the Paula Abdul of China, or, 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 <laughs> clo- or close to it. It was about three years ago we had a conversation when I right. first got the gig, right. and um, you coined me at the Paula Abdul of, of China and loved it, took it with me. <laughs> and um, I am the nice judge. I really am. There is um, a woman that's from Korea, and she's a little intense. North Korea, little- South Korea. <laughs> South Korea, okay. South Korea. We don't want to make them cry every episode, just some episodes. <laughs> um, and then we have a comedian that's a Chinese well-known comedian a- across the country. So I am the the nice Paul Abdul on the show. Now, do you <laughs> speak Chinese? I don't. I'm the only English-speaking person on the show in production um, throughout the entire thing, but I have a translator that sits with me 24-7. So do they use subtitles also? She actually, because it's a live taping, um, she repeats everything that I say okay. right on the right on the spot. Because some of those old like things when they translate it, people were done talking, and then you have the translator still going. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But no, I I trust her, and you know I'm not making any strange comments. So they haven't twisted your words. Is nothing gets lost in translation? Not that I know of, but you know, it's probably okay. something I should look into. <laughs> And now this show is going into another season. We have signed for season four, um, but we're still trying to finish up season three. What the premise of the whole entire show is that we choose the best dancers throughout China. We um, then bring them to the States. They train with me for three weeks, and they perform at an NBA basketball game. So that 
component of the show hasn't finished. So we haven't had our final, final show yet. Um, and now that the NBA finally is done with their lockout and we can kind of move forward with our show, um, we're going to be you know, moving forward with, with setting some dates and, okay. and making sure you that happens. You'll find out what team, what game. Which, what team, what game. I think we're looking at Miami, San Antonio. We'll see. No we'll Chicago? I'm pushing for Chicago. I would love them to come to Chicago, but we'll see. It's, a, it's up to the, the big head sponsors. So. They, don't, they don't want to come to Chicago in January, February exactly. when it's, it's so chilly. lovely? <laughs> They're looking for um, something a little bit more you know, warm and the girls can enjoy outside. Okay. I love Chicago, though, during the Christmas season. Who, you can sit by a fire. Exactly. Exactly. Now, the Miami Heat recently signed... A sponsorship deal with Xing Tao. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's that the true. sponsor of? Xing Tao is our, our universal sponsor. Um, they've been putting on the show for three seasons now. And, you know, they, they know they did some sponsorships with the Cleveland Cavaliers when LeBron was In the Cleveland. it Cleveland. <laughs> um, and now, you know, it looks like they've, he's kind of, Brought them down to well, they they've kind of brought them brought the Qingdao name down to Miami now to follow LeBron. So you're an expert on Chinese beer. I have had my fair share. (laughs) This is true. Um, After each show or during? I am um, under contract to say. (laughs) No, no, I'm not following. Not in that that regard. Not in that sense. Um, But I'm obligated to say yes. I love Qingdao beer. (laughs) It's fabulous. (laughs) How does it compare to American beers? It's a little bit stronger. They've got their different. Levels just as much, and they give me the light beer, which is, you know, supposed to be the feminine aspect of their beers. Okay. I'm not a beer drinker, though, I, I have to admit. They don't tell you the formula? Nope. I'm not, I'm not that much into the whole system. <laughs> it's an ancient Chinese secret? <laughs> I think I have to be Chinese in order to get oh. that kind of a secret. Okay. And even when you're over in China, you're still head of the DePaul dance team? I am. I am. This is my seventh year with DePaul University right now, and I run their spirit program and dance coordination. Um, And it's amazing because that's my alma mater. That's where I started dancing. That's where um, I have my roots. And I love to see the girls get influenced and push them to do better. Um, So that's a program that's really dear to my heart. You're probably doing better on the court than the team has the last seven years. But I'm bummed. This is true. No, they're 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 going to get back in the swing of things. I have faith. I have, I definitely have faith with my DePaul Blue Demons. Now, in addition to all this, over in China, you're also on air as a sports anchor or sports reporter. I am. I am. Um, sports has always been dear to my heart, and I went out there on some of my off weeks, months here and there in between filming and got a gig working for Now Sports, which is kind of like their ESPN. It's a cable network in Hong Kong. And they started a brand new, very first time English sports station. So jumped right on board and started broadcasting a lot of their English sports kind of that that would um, gear towards their English market, which is cricket, rugby, uh, Australian football, and then the NBA, which was my specialty. So I even got the opportunity to cover um, the All-Star Game last year. They sent me down there with a camera crew and did a bunch of interviews for them and was all over Saturday night and um, and and watching the slam dunk contests and being behind the scenes. It was really an amazing experience. So you're an expert in rugby and cricket now? I, I would say I'm... I'm <laughs> Getting there. I'm getting there. Rugby is, is quite an interesting sport, and, and 
man, they love it over there in Asia. Really? For sure. What Absolutely. About ping pong? No ping pong. <laughs> they cover? love their ping pong. I personally have not covered any ping pong, but they do have that out there. So with the Chinese market, there's only a few hundred people that would be watching something like this. Just a few hundred, you know. When we talk a few hundred million. When we talk numbers, it's kind of like you have to multiply it by the millions. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I mean, it's it's amazing, and it's like you're on the the forefront of a, a major market. You know, people knew China was out there, but now in the global economy and everything, it's much more of a player. It's not just you know people in fields. Growing rice or whatever it might be. It's true. Or making kids' toys. And yeah. It's true. No, and you see it while you're in China. You see the growth and you see the development. And you also see the outside influence where, you know, we have all these misconceptions of China when you're living in the States. And while you're there, they love Americana. There's so much. And that's why I think the NBA is thriving so much there because it has that taste of American spirit within an organization. And the NBA really brings that. Um, that passion that America has to China. So it's really, it's doing really well. Is Yao Ming still the biggest sports star? Oh gosh, yes. Absolutely. And I think he still will be. (laughs) There's no way about that. Even though he's retired? He's, you know, I think he owns now one of the CBA teams in China. Okay. So, you know, he's still involved in basketball. He's working with his family's company now too. So yeah, China won't let him go for sure. Is there another Yao Ming coming along that you're aware of? Not that I know. I mean, we have a couple guys in the NBA that are still from China. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if they're going to be making it back this season right. to play because they're under contract over there. So we'll see if they can get back into the NBA swing of things. Because but there's no odds in those contracts, right? Not in the China ones. I mean, I think China was the one that was, you know, strong fist in it right. and keeping you them. with us. You're- Absolutely. And they made that very clear when they made those contracts. So other countries were a little bit more laxed. China, not so much. Okay. So... When you're in China, where do you go for a good pizza? <laughs> Nowhere. <laughs> um, Hong Kong's very international, though. So you do get the opportunity to eat really well while you're in, in Hong Kong. But in China itself, you know, that's the first thing I do when I get off the plane. I call, can I have Illuminati's pizza? <laughs> can we have that delivered immediately? Um, yeah, it's definitely something I miss. That deep dish Chicago-style pizza, it's not around. A lot of fish, probably no, not a lot of steaks, or it's expensive. It is. I mean... They're getting a little bit more. A lot of the Western chains are coming there now, um, and you have a lot of the steakhouses, even Morton's steakhouses over there, and and um, so I mean you can you can get a good meal if you look hard enough. What was the biggest transition in moving from Chicago to China? I I think the biggest is the language barrier, but once you can kind of get past that or be okay with not speaking English to every person on the street. Um, you know, it's it's a soul-searching thing, too, because you become very much aware of body language and the way that you conduct yourselves without any kind of language. So that was the hardest transition originally. Um, and then, you know, it was a very smooth transition for me. It, it kind of worked really well because of Hong Kong being such an international city. I got the taste of always going back there and, and getting my roots and, and kind of feeling a little bit normalcy and then heading back to China. Now, because you are exotic looking, do people over there expect you to know how to speak Chinese? I do get um, they just quite start often, off a conversation. But my height, I think, throws it off. Just a little. <laughs> Being five ten, it's not really a normalcy over there. Um, so they definitely know I'm mixed if I am at all Chinese. But no, I don't. I don't get too much. Do they still tie the feet there, or they stop their practice? I would hope they'd stop that yeah. practice. <laughs> you never know in the small rural areas. <sighs> Could still happen. 
So now when you're back in the States, do you go to a Chinese restaurant at all? It's hard to. It really is because I have found this newfound love of real Chinese food. So you order Chinese takeout here and you're like, wow. America doesn't know what they're doing when it comes to Chinese food. It's different. Or what's uh, much different. Fried rice or it's a little mein. different. It's or a little what? different. What? You don't get rice with every meal. That's the that was the kicker. I'm like I expected that, but yeah. I don't. I thought what? that's all they eat. No, not at all. Not what at we all. call Chinese food and what the Chinese call Chinese food, not one and the not same. Not so much. Not so much. Same th- same thing goes with them. You know, they have McDonald's there. It's a little different than our McDonald's. You know, okay. you can get corn on the cob and you can get mashed potatoes at McDonald's. So it's huh? a little different. No Big Macs? <laughs> well, they have those too, but, you know, there's the variety that's a little different. Is it made with meat there or is it soybean burgers? I think it's meat. Well, it's their version of meat. <laughs> their, their version of meat. <laughs> so what is in the future for you? What is in the future? I, you know, I don't know. I'm still waiting to hear about the dates. That's the biggest thing right now is to find out when we're going to finally film this last episode. And that'll take up about a month of my future, um, depending on what city they choose. And then after that, it's, you know, talks of, of season four, if that's going to happen, when it's going to happen, um, if they're going to try it in different markets, because there's always been talk of expanding into the Southeast Asian markets, you know, Basketball is not just big in China over there. It's huge in Indonesia. It's huge in the Philippines. Um, so maybe branching out to that. Or if some opportunity comes my way in Chicago, maybe I'll stay here. <laughs> How did you do when you were Miss Illinois in the uh, Miss, uh, what is it, USA or Miss Universe? I had a great experience. I'll leave it at that. No, um, <laughs> I unfortunately didn't make it any further than you know, getting to Miss USA. But being Miss Illinois that whole entire year was an amazing experience. And the people I met and the doors and opportunities that it opened up for me were were unmatched. What was your favorite part of being Miss Illinois? Um, I think going to all the charity events and meeting people. You know, it really does open doors when it comes to um, getting the opportunities to go to events and and be in the spotlight and talk to different people and talk about their causes and what they're doing and hopefully trying to, you know, get involved in those different different causes and, and lending the hand as much as you can. Now, you were on the, the cover of the 2009 Sports Illustrated Swimsuit nice. issue. Is there anything comparable over in China to, to that? Um, actually, I have the Chinese version of my Sports Illustrated cover. Really? Is there any difference or is it the same? <laughs> it's in Chinese, and um, but I'm actually a little bit larger and on the opposite side. So I guess they have a... You know, different printer or something to that extent, but uh, but yeah, it, it was very cool to see it in a different language. That's interesting. Yeah. You're in a different, so they transposed. You? They transposed me, and uh, I'm a little bit larger. It's well, they must have made a conscious decision to. to, to I make, think so. Yeah, absolutely. Know, they, they got a little smarter, and they said, "Wait a second, we have to make <laughs> Shannon to put a little, her bit, a little bigger. bit bigger." So they Perfect. don't just drive on the other side of the road, too. <laughs> no, China now is the same. Oh, they are. China is the same. Hong Kong is different because it was a British colony for a little bit. But so they drive on both sides of the road. They drive. <laughs> they drive on wherever they want. <laughs> so what do you drive over there? Uh, I don't. I absolutely do not. Especially in Hong Kong. It's. I mean. The transportation in Hong Kong is so easy to get around. You hop on a train, you hop in a cab. Um, and then while I'm in China, I have a personal car that takes me. I have this I image of Hong Kong just being t- totally congested with people and vehicles. Is that it, it is, and I love it. <laughs> it's like downtown Chicago like, times 10. I was going to say Chicago on steroids. Absolutely, absolutely. But I'm a big city girl. I mean, I have grown up in Chicago. I went to school downtown. You know, I, this is, I'm an urban girl. So that was a complete 
easy transition for me to live in Hong Kong. So the L's similar to the transportation in Hong Kong? <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't go that far. No, the the transportation, especially trains and, and buses in Hong Kong, are really state-of-the-art. It's, it's quite amazing. Okay. What's the shopping like? You know, I'm not a big shopper. Really? <laughs> the only thing I did find is um, I can't find shoes in Asia. It's really hard for me to find shoes. Are because your feet too big? My feet are a little bit bigger than the average Asian. <laughs> so they don't make it in my size. But there's some cute shoes over there that I'd love to get at some point. If only you had smaller feet. If I only had smaller. Maybe I got to tape mine t- down t- like you mentioned see, earlier. <laughs> is it too late to tie up her feet? I think so. Yeah. I'm past my prime. <laughs> So, while you're here, you, you do uh, modeling. Mm-hmm. Anything in particular? Um, no, I mean whatever gig comes my way. Some photo work. I do runway a lot in Chicago. Um, and my biggest thing right now is you know working with DePaul University, and I do all of their in-game hosting. So um, while I'm back home, they call me Shannon in the stands, and uh, I kind of you know I host all of the timeout scenarios. So whether it's a contest, whether it's um, an announcement, we're giving away things in the stadium, um, which is so much fun. And and being an in-game arena host is is a blast. Is the Blue Demon mascot under your control? Kind of. I know very well. <laughs> I can make it, you know. No, he's great. He's great. Dibs. Demon in a blue suit. Now, DePaul, if they had an on-campus don't get me started on this, Elliot. Yes, if they had an on-campus for the men, it would be fabulous. I mean, our women, they play on campus, and it's it's awesome. Um, McGrath Arena is so cool, and, and we fill it, and our women are wonderful. They really are good. Um, we're ranked almost every season. So, yeah, if we had a men's stadium, yeah. like, you know, old alumni hall was awesome. <laughs> awesome. But, the, you know, their, their biggest complaint is where do you park, and it is hard to where build a stadium. Park? In the middle of Lincoln Park, it's a very hard situation. Well, they should have valet parking, right? Okay. Hey, there you go. <laughs> you got all the bars around there. It's true. People find a way to park over there for that. It's true. It's very true. So who's your favorite DePaul player of all time? Ooh. Um, Micah is good. Um, you know, we, we have a heart. I, Bobby Simmons played in the years I was there, and Quentin Richardson played in the years I was there, which was great to see you're, them. You're too young for Mark McGuire and all that. McGuire those. was great, right. yeah. You know, um, Corzine, he's great. I mean, we have, we've had some good players come through. Hopefully you got some good ones coming again. I hope so. We've Pat had Kennedy it. got some great players in there in the late 80s. He did, and that was the problem, though, when you get an urban school like DePaul is. You know, they come in for a year and then they leave. Um, so it was hard for him to keep them. He's got to do the Kentucky model every year. Keep rotating those <laughs> That's freshmen. Great. That would be great. we got to start winning, and then we'll get those good freshmen coming in. Now, on the dance show in China, how many girls try out for that? Oh, hundreds, hundreds. So it's set up very much like American Idol is here. So we, we travel to all the different cities all over China. So I have literally seen all of China. <laughs> you, you go to small villages as well? Really tiny, tiny little cities. And um, we have hundreds come out for the auditions. We pick, you know, several from each small town. And then we slowly narrow it down to the top 20. And then those top 20 perform and every episode, a few are eliminated. Okay. Now, some of us has have this image of Chinese women being subservient and, you know, all, all this other stuff. Are they pretty much the same as, say, American females, they're outgoing and all? 
They are to an extent, um, but there still are those old traditional Chinese values. And that's why I love working on the show is because I've gotten the opportunity to be a part of giving them this opportunity to be an individual, to express themselves, to be a little bit outside of the box um, and give them that that new sense of self that they can kind of get out there and perform and not hesitate, not be um, at all afraid of being themselves and and being loud and and exciting. Um, so it's been really great. And you see the girls, especially the ones that come in that are a little bit more on the reserve side. By the end of the show, you know, they are what we would consider right on an NBA level. You know, they've got the energy, they've got the passion, they've got the confidence, um, especially in themselves and their dancing. So it's really, they really got great. The moves. They've they, got the they, moves. They, I've taught them the moves. They're awesome. <laughs> oh, you asked the questions in the right way. You said subservient, and you didn't say, and all that good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so even in a tiny village that, that might be in the middle of nowhere, there are those girls who say, I'm going to be on a... Absolutely. Professional dance team. I mean, Absolutely. We're to, obviously, telecommunications and all this other stuff shrinks the world. I assume that's where they get it from looking at some Western TV. It really is. It really is. And it, it's surprising because, you know, in China, we don't have Facebook. We don't have uh, YouTube. You can't access those types of things. But they still do know songs and dances and things like that that we, that we do have in the States. Um, so the NBA does transcend even the blocking of what the government does. No, YouTube or Facebook. We do not. How we do, do not. Exist? We have Youku, which is their version of YouTube, and they have their own version of Facebook. But No Cuckoo? No, <laughs> no Cuckoo. I, I would assume there's great government... Uh, oversight, if not censorship, involved in all that stuff. There is. And us being a live broadcast, we have government officials sitting in on all of our production meetings, um, all of, and they're in the audience when we're filming. So it is, it's very regulated, but at the same time, you, you can see the liberal side coming out. Um, and that's what's great about the show is it really is giving a new view to women over there, a new view to entertainment, um, and giving them a little bit of taste of what the NBA really is all about, which is entertaining the fans. Um, you know, you can go to a game and kind of not even watch the basketball game. There's so much entertainment going on for kids and for families, and that's what we're bringing to China is, is that new development that there's more to an NBA basketball game than just the basketball players themselves. The Bulls started that. Like, absolutely. That's why. I mean, I come from, the I think, the best of the best. Um, you know, the NBA does it great, but the Bulls do it. Amazing, and you can literally enjoy every second. You can get there an hour before the game. You can stay an hour after, and there's stuff going on at the United Center. So it's a great, great experience. So none of the judges on the shows have had any body parts lopped off by government <laughs> officials. Nobody's been dragged away and never seen again. No, we stay pretty, you know, straight to the line. Huh? Are yeah. you ever worried about your safety over there? Or if I say the wrong thing, they might cane me. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> um, I'm very well taken care of, and they, they really. They respect me also because I'm coming from a good place. You know, I'm hired by the NBA, sent there by the NBA. Um, and that's an organization that they really respect in China. Now, walking down the street, do people recognize you for who Some, you in are? In China, especially um, when I'm in different cities in the um, airports. I'll have some some people, especially young girls that watch the show, come up and say, "Oh, American cheerleader, American cheerleader," you know, and that's that's what they they know me as is is the American cheerleader that's over there traveling around finding new cheerleaders to to train. So you walk around with your pom poms? <laughs> 
try to stay a little bit more incognito than the pom-poms. But. The, the high boots and the shorts. The, <laughs> My hot pants and boots yeah. the whole time, yeah. Right, no. Could you have helped Ron or Tess do better on Dancing with the Stars? Gosh, that was that was kind of painful to watch, wasn't it? <laughs> I mean, these guys always do well, athletes, and he had to be the worst dancing. But you know what? He's the first NBA player right. because they've never been able to play because that's normally during their preseason and their training camps and all that. And Yeah, I wish they would have picked a little bit more. <laughs> is, is there a Chinese equivalent to Dancing with the Stars? Um, you know, I'm not sure. They have one that's similar to So You Think You Can Dance. Okay. Um, but... You know, it's, it's a little different. It always has a Chinese flair to it. Like we even have, because we're sponsored by Qingdao Beer, we have beer drinking contests in the middle of it. We have a little bit more wait, of the strobe lights. Wait a second. <laughs> you, you have a dance contest with beer drinking in the middle of it? Well, we have to get our, you know, our fans and those that are in the audience into... Oh, oh it's not for the, the dancers no, to do, do the, the dancers, drinking? No, not the dancers, not the dancers. No, we bring in some audience members. And I'll they, teach them some dance moves. They'll chug a beer. It's quite funny. You know... Are those bottles glass bottles, cans? What do they use over there? A little bit of both. Yeah, they have a bunch. And they got the taps, too, with Qingdao beer? They do. We do, definitely. Dave's our beer expert, or becoming one very quickly. Exactly. I didn't know. Well, Qingdao is coming over to to the States a lot more than it used to be. Who's their official spokesperson? Is it you, or is it? Sure. I could be their official. (laughs) (laughs) If Qingdao is listening, I I could be your U.S. representative. (laughs) You could be the Qingdao girl. Exactly. Well, the girls that do win um, after, there's there's six girls that are selected at the end of each season. And um, those girls then go on to be spokespersons for Qingdao, for um, the NBA over in China. So they'll travel. They do a lot of appearances at different festivals, and they dance. Um, so they are really the the, the core spo- you know, spokesperson. So you could actually drink the beer on TV, not like the United States. No, you can definitely drink the beer. Yeah, and you're encouraged to. <laughs> Is there I any, don't, but... Are there any like equipment mishaps with the girls when they're dancing? Kind of like Captain you al- I mean, yeah, you always have the costume malfunction, and it's what can happen, and we're on live. So, you know, it's really... What could happen in the last spur of the moment? We've had some, we haven't had some cr- really bad ones, but we had you know some slip ups. Do they like censor that or that? Oh, it's fair game there. Well, it hasn't gone that far, oh, so okay. I, w- I would assume they would censor. Otherwise, it. Dave would tune in every week. Yeah. Unless it's Nancy Grace having equipment malfunction. Oh no 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 no. Okay, so in Chicago, you just chill for a few days, and then when do you go back to China? Um, it, w- it won't be until early in the next year if I do. Um, you know, I'm looking for opportunities here as well. So if you know any, I have a journalism background. So if there's somebody out there that would love to <laughs> hire me up, sometimes just gets sold again. <laughs> I know. There you go. There you go. So um, yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of up in the air figuring out what my next move is. There is season four, and that will probably start in March, April. Um, and we'll see where that goes. Okay. Is there much American beer or German beer that comes over to China, or is it mostly Chinese beer in China? I would assume it's mostly Chinese beer. I'm not a big beer drinker. Okay. Sorry, Dave. It's okay. okay. <laughs> I'm not a big Okay, beer. how about hard, al- hard liquor? Uh, well, they've got that for sure. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty international. China has opened its borders quite a bit. Are you a big beers fan? I am a big Bears fan. Do you remember Otis Wilson back I in the day? I absolutely do. Number 55. There we go. Mama's boy? <laughs> the ladies all love him for his body and his mind. Is that it? <laughs> that was his Super Bowl shuffle Shuff- line. <laughs> That's great. No, I definitely do. Yeah, I'm a, I've been a Chicago sports fan since, you know, I was pretty much in the womb. 
And Otis has always had some of those Bulls games back in the day. He was. He was, definitely. I don't know if after Michael left, if he wanted to watch that train wreck for a while. Hey, you got to watch some bad basketball, <laughs> didn't you? I was there for some interesting, but they were getting better. They were called the Baby Bulls when, okay. I, was, when I was cheering, so they were getting better. Now they're the Derrick Rose Bulls. I know. I'm so excited about Chicago and what they've got now. And, you know, the new bargaining agreement allowed them to do that. So it's really great that they have him locked in for a couple more yeah, years. Five years? I know. Not bad. It's great. Ten year with a five year out, which, you know, will be exercised by somebody. But I, th- I mean, I think he loves being in Chicago, too. He's a Chicago boy, right. and he really, you know, appreciates the legacy and appreciates what the Bulls can do for him. So I, I think he'll stay around. Yeah, and I think he likes having family around as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. You know, that's sort of nurturing, uh, I don't want to call it a safety net, but just that comfort zone. Yeah, and, and he's a good guy. You can tell. Um, I got to interview him in All-Star on, on a one-on-one basis, and he was just, he's so sweet and down-to-earth and, and really humble. And, and, you know, you're looking at him and you're, you want to shake him and say, do you know how talented right. you are? Do you do, know do, how amazing? Do you know amazing? who you are? You're Derek Rose. <laughs> Um, but he's just, he's a very cool guy. Yeah, you wonder if three or four years from now, he's still that same person. I feel like that's at his core. I hope it is. Yeah. You know, you never know what the spotlight does to people, no. but you hope that he stays. And I think if he stays around his family, he'll stay humble and he'll stay focused and they'll keep him grounded in reality. Thank you so much for your time, Shannon. Thank you guys pleasure. so much. I really appreciate being here. Next time you're in town? Hop on by. Absolutely. We'll give you another sports and torts cap. Perfect. Awesome. I'll be wearing this. It doesn't quite doesn't quite match your outfit, but it's close. I think it does. It does. Little. You can't have the same color. You need a little blunt. Is that how it? Oh, yeah. Dave's our fashion expert too. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you again, Shannon Lurch. Thank you guys so much. We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to have on Mama's boy Otis, one of a kind. Stay tuned.